so, so uh, are you clear about what is being asked? I think so. Let me let me say it again Did one you? more time, it, just so just so that it's clear. There is the physical health scale, which is zero to ten. That's fairly easy to understand. Ten is excellent health. Zero is like terrible right. coma or something, the horrible health, almost like near death. Let's say, you know, and everything else in between. <coughs> Mental health, same thing. Mental functioning, mental strength, mental, you know, I mean, it's, it's your mental, overall mental health, the healthy functioning of the mind. That's the second component. And then you have the mind-body connection. Now, the stage of life scale, 0 to 10, <coughs> is looking at the adjustments that we need to make in any given stage of life. So, for example, if I, I'm 50 years old, I have to make certain adjustments based on my overall circumstance, my health, my, my relationships, my finance, my this, my that. So many adjustments I have to make, which I didn't have to make 10 years ago or 20 years ago, which I may not have to make e even next year or, 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 or five years from now. So the adjustment process that I need to go through, given the stage that I am in, and, and the first indicator is age. So I'm 50 years old. So at this age, you know, what are the adjustments I need to make overall? Even with my relationships, with my, with my uh, studies, with my with my uh, um, physical activity, uh, with, with with how much time I'm spending and the importance I'm giving to to different things, what kind of adjustments do I need to make given this stage of life? You know, so uh, and and we are always going through an adjustment process, but if we can make the adjustments in the best way, which would be the ten that every adjustment is made exactly the way it should be. That's a 10. That's ideal. You know, so, uh, it, it, it's, so it really has to do with where you are on the timeline. On the, uh, you know, we were born at one point. We're going to go at one point. We don't know how much time is left, but where we are now, how well are we adjusted to where we are now? Overall, it's an overall adjustment, and it includes your physical, mental, social, financial. It includes all of that, but it, 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 it's, it's much more you know, physical, mental, because those two are, have to be in sync. And if they are in complete sync, then that number would be, the adjustment number would be higher. But, but some other things might not be in sync. That number might be lower. You know, so you would know about the adjustment process to, to modify based on the stage of life, based on where you are in that journey of life? This is the question. So for example, I'll give another example. Um, someone who is, let's say your age, who is in their 60s, might say, you know, now it's time to really just concentrate on spirituality and, and God and, 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 and metaphysics and, and keep my attention on the higher consciousness because time is shrinking in life. I mean, you might live 100 years, hopefully you'll live a very long, healthy life. But many people your age might say, you know, well, I've lived experience of material things, experienced family, experienced so many things. Now I just want to completely focus on God or spirituality or religion. You know, so pe people, I'm just as an example, I'm not saying you have to do that, but this is something that people do, right? So that's, that becomes a decision and then, and then you would need to adjust to that decision based on your stage of life you know so it's it's a it's a it, it, it encapsulates all of this together so a 10 would mean you are exactly in sync with that current stage based on what you perceive to be the right thing at that stage now somebody might say who is 67 years old you know 
I have a million dollars, so I want to I want to spend the next uh, five years making that million into two million. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that's it's completely up to you. It's not for me to say what what you you know what that adjustment should be for you. Now, on the physical health side, if the physical health is not good, if the medications are not being taken proper, some imbalance we detect on the physical health side, the adjustment is not at a ten. It's lower than that, certainly. You know, so. The, the same thing is true like with your relationship with your daughter and we'll talk about that later on in the other areas but this is just specifically re- referring to the stage meaning meaning that the the, the um, development you've made so far in your life to what extent now are you adjusted to this current life that you have now it's like an adjustment to where you are now so that's kind of what I want to say about that <laughs> I know it's a little tricky, so. I guess I'm aiming for that 6, 6.5. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll put that number in there. That's... It's, you know, some days I may feel a little better at where I am. And some days I'm confused about where I am. <laughs> okay, so... So that's so, so that's an important point. So let's let's look at that. Let me just make a couple of notes here for that. What you just said right now. So okay, one second here. All right. What do I need to increase the number? So one thing would be. So when you say this, that that you want to improve clarity, I, I just rephrased it, um, where I am in my, could you elaborate on that? What do, you, what do you mean by that? What does that mean to you? When you say that, what does that mean? Well, just the way the course of life has gone the past four years, I would say. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, four, five, six years. Yeah. with all four parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And due to the one situation with my father, I kind of lost my job. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. And it was, it was a job that I could have been at at least two more years because the company did fold. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. Uh-huh. Um, there were changes, and then the company folded. Um, mm-hmm. Right, right. I understand. So, and then you know there were there were the loss of two parents, and minor still thriving, and 
it's just changed life. I would like to be working again. I know I, I still be in the working field, maybe, but uh, having moved my parents here from Florida, that has changed things. So this is coming on June. It'll be four years that they will, they moved here. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right, exactly. And, and we feel like we have missed them. They were in Florida for 25 years. Right. So, I am happy to be making up for lost time. Yep. But it's hard to deal with their situations right now. So what, what exactly is, is their situation right now? I mean, what... What's the well, difficulty? They're, they're in an apartment. They're a mile away from me, which is good. But there's a lot of medical, a lot of medical issues. They're still functioning in the apartment by themselves, but um, they can be a little difficult. <laughs> sure. 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 Mm -hmm. um, you know, they've changed through the years, and they were kind of happy in Florida. Yes. They enjoyed their house and their weather, and, you know, I know it's kind of killing them just to be here in a way, but being down there, they would never see family. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's something that's always bothered me in my life, that they moved away from family, and I thought we were a close family. And yet they followed her dream to go to Florida. So for 25 years, you didn't see them all that much. So that's kind of a priority. And although I... I am very willing to be there for them. Sometimes it's, it's just unnerving and conflicting to the rest of my life, whatever that is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, to think that I would be in this situation, I mean, they're 88 and 90. Right. So, um, you know, there may come a day where they would have to, one of them would have to move in with us. I don't know. That may, may come. Uh, so, okay, so, so those are some of the, those are some of the dynamics that are going on right now. That's why this number is at a 6.5. So this has to do with your adjustment to all of this. You know, I mean, this is a stage of life you're in, your parents are in. Um, what could happen that to make this number go down? And what needs to happen so that this number goes up? So if you look at your current situation in life, this is just about your adjustment to all of this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, 
I just try to have strength about me. Um, when I can, I do something I enjoy. I'm very social with friends. Yes. But of course, with the pandemic, that's difficult. So um, we're not seeing friends as much, and friends are very necessary to me. Yes, yes. Um, sure, definitely. So I do try to keep in touch with friends. Um, they're willing to lend an ear. They're thoughtful enough to ask how the parents are and uh -huh. how I'm doing. Sure. Um, if I can get out and, you know, I think the exercise does help me too. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. well, I, I was getting a little laxed in that the past few months, past four months maybe. Right, uh huh. So I think that helps all the way around. So that's something to keep things on the increase, take time for me. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. So, uh, okay, let's see here. So, this number 6.5 that, that you gave, uh, we want to see how to increase that. Now, before we get to that, hold on one second here. Let me see if I can pull this thing. All right. So, the way that this works, if you remember from last time, uh, I think it's not Hold on one moment. It's just loading up here. Okay. So from the physical health and fitness number you gave was 8.5. Uh, that was on 11421. Mm -hmm. What number would you give today, which is a week from that last time? Has that increased a little bit based yeah, on... I would, I would bring it to a, a 9.5. To a 9.5. Okay, all right. So, what we will do here, just a moment here, let's go to this. So, 21. Good, okay, so that's, that's very good. So that, that increased because you made the changes that we outlined here. You said, I would like to make my diet a little better. Uh, okay, uh, I just should say my, actually. My diet has been a bit uh, out of sync for the past month. Okay, so you made those changes. What about the uh, YMCA programs? Did you start going to that also? I haven't done that, but um, I've been, I have, you know, some weights and uh, some patterns from the Y classes, so I can do my own thing. Uh, uh, did you do that this past week? Yes. And my daughter has a little gym set up in her basement. Okay. And she has some of the Peloton programs on her TV screen. Right. And 
So we've been teaming up. I'll, I can go over there and uh, we can work together. Because that's always something good too, if you're doing it with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. To work out or mm -hmm. walk with somebody. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so. All right, so so that is good. So now, uh, and, and we'll get to all the other stuff in just a moment. I just wanted to just to do this real quick. If this is at a nine point five now, so you would continue to do this at this point. Mm -hmm. You would continue to make the diet modification, uh, and can and continue the further progression. So the plan here, we continue <coughs> same activity. Uh, for next you know, next week actually for for this week right and is there anything you want to add to this or modify at all um, not that I can think of okay good so that's 9.5 is a good number that is very good all right so now let's now this uh, mental health and physical fitness you had mentioned is 6.5 so let's just check on that one um, detect the beginning of a conflict and stop energy wastage at that point that's to prevent it from decreasing prevent this number from decreasing and to increase it continue working on the EPE principles uh, particularly resolve conflicts stop the energy wastage not to lose my energy um, staying in the present, you know, all of these ideas that we have been talking about, um, as well as uh, recognizing your core power, how it works, recognizing flow of core energy, etc. So all that stuff is something that you're trying to do. So during this past week, how much of this did you try to do, and what number would you give as of today? Well, I guess I could bring it up just a tad to seven. You know, just paying a little more attention. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay, so what did you do that take, took it from a 6.5 to 7? Could you describe that? situations, uh, trying to avoid conflict. Yes. What about the energy usage piece? Would you were you able to de detect that at all? I thought about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Were you able to modify it at all? touch maybe okay so one second so so to to take the next step to make that seven into an eight or seven to continue the progression uh, based on what we have talked about so far what actual active steps you're planning on, are you planning on taking and, and I can suggest some things for you if you want but certainly I just want to give you a chance to kind of because you've been applying this so um, this 
Because a 10 would mean that your mind is completely in sync, there's good energy flow, there's not a single disturbance. That would be a 10, like an enlightened state. Well, maybe I should go back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's okay. It's just relative. I mean, you know, it, the, 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 the difference between a 1 and a 9 is the same difference between a 9 and a 10. You know, it's, it's, it's like that. Because of the, that, that gap is so much, but to get to a 10, 10 would be where one is completely 100% there. I mean, it's just, you know, there's not even any mm. movement. Movement like about. Said, <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we want to do this week to increase this number? Because your perspective, this is your perspective, it, it increased a little bit. We want to increase it further. Well, it's been in my thoughts. I guess my husband is not really aware of of what I'm trying to accomplish here. Okay. And, you know, in a sense, he, he really hasn't asked much about it. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Have you, I mean, has he noticed any changes in you? I don't know. Don't Maybe think not. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you discussed with him what you're trying to accomplish? What's that? Have you discussed with him what you're trying to accomplish? The. the, no, the that's probably what I need to do. I know I keep some articles that I find in the newspaper. Um, yes. I don't know. It's. We may have some issues. Yes. We need to connect more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, to try to connect more with your husband, there's various ways of doing that. Uh, I mean, have you made the attempt to connect more with him or he wants to connect? I mean, what does that mean for you? What is that connection? And see, now this actually goes into some of these other areas, but, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It would be. You know, because it, it really has to do with, because your overall state of mind is what we're looking at right now. And in that overall state of mind, you will see how that intersects with your relationship with your husband, you know, which is that family dimension area which is all fine, uh, and, and, we'll, and we'll get to that later on, but, but just for now, what is that greater connection with your husband? I mean, what, how would you characterize that? When you say you want a greater connection, that would mean you have some understanding of what that connection should be like. Do you see what I'm uh, saying there? So when you use the expression, I want a better connection with my husband, internally, you already know what that better connection is for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't make that statement. You, you can only make the statement, I want a better connection, because you are detecting there isn't the best connection. And that detect, de de detection of the 
of the, the fact that there's not the best connection is only possible if you know internally, if you're aware internally what that best connection is. How would you know what, that this is not a good connection if you, if you didn't know internally what the good connection was? Do you see? <laughs> it's like saying, okay, it's like saying I feel my, my mind is agitated. My mind is agitated because, because that is relative to the mind being silent. You know, if the mind of a human being is just constantly agitated, we wouldn't call it agitated. It's just our status quo. But, but, the, but the word agitated is used relative to the word silence. We cannot use the word, my mind is agitated, unless we are in a state of silence at certain times. And then we are changing that state out of silence and peace and harmony into what we call agitation. Agitation... Maybe that's my problem. Okay, describe that. What do you mean? Describe it. If I feel like there's... You use the word conflict. Yeah, right, right, right. So if you're staying silent about the conflict... No, wait. Okay, so yeah, so that's a possibility too. No, that, wait. <laughs> that you're keeping the conflict inside. You're keeping the conflict inside. You're not expressing it. So that's not a state of silence. That's just a state that the conflict is kind of hidden within you. You're, you're preventing the discussion about it because, because you know that that's going to create, create a disagreement, is going to create a conflict. So you're trying to avoid conflict. You said it yourself. You're trying to avoid conflict. But avoiding conflict is also energy wastage. Right. You know, as opposed to resolving the conflict internally, Meaning you need to be in a non-conflicted state before you can uh, 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 have a meaningful conversation about a disagreement with someone. Unless you are internally harmonized, it, it, it will be very difficult to express your disagreement without conflict. You follow this point. Your internal harmony is the foundation for engaging in a conversation about a disagreement without your you must be internally synced and harmonious within before you get into a conversation about a disagreement or before you get into a conversation trying to resolve a disagreement or discuss a disagreement when a disagreement is there can you approach it without the internal turmoil That's where the energy piece comes into play, Debbie. The energy that is within you will begin to flow beautifully further once you allow it to pierce through the block within. So there's a block within, maybe with your husband or with somebody else, whatever the situation may be, it doesn't matter what it is, it could be, it could be anything. I mean, it does matter what it is, but it, it literally could be any situation. There's a disagreement, there's an imbalance, there's a disagreement like that so that becomes a block so that block needs to be broken through the so the way that that block is broken through is by recognizing how our mind generates the block how we our expectations our desires our our feelings other things they they generate that generate that block you see so so the way the block is generated is also important to understand because the, it, it, it takes that block inside is energy being coiled up within your system. 
it's like a coiled up process you know in this way so your energy is blocked there it's called a, in the sanskrit language it is called granthi g-r-a-n-t-h-i <coughs> which means not psychological not k-n-o-t <coughs> so if you make a knot like a tight knot you know you got to untie that thing right otherwise it will it will keep funneling it, it'll keep blo- obstructing you so emotionally we have these knots of, of, of this type so those knots can be unbroken and unblocked by recognizing how they are formed and then recognizing the way energy is blocked within those knots right you see how interesting you see how interesting this gets so when you think about your husband you have a relationship with your husband you also said you want a better connection that's all fine but now recognize when there is a difference of opinion disagreement you're going in two different directions at times there you're not exactly thinking in the same direction or whatever well how to approach that without generating an internal knot internal block within mm-hmm. now so there's a, there's quite a bit involved in it as you can see each person has their own individual life their own freedom to move and think and feel the way they want to you know proceed but because you are married you are living together because of the circumstance that you're in of the environment of the house financially marriage and all that you are there has to be common ground upon which you can you can actually function together it just has to be so so that common ground is your base the things that are not common you kind of either agree to disagree or you respect the diversity and leave it alone but unless there's a common ground you will not be able to even stay with each other there has to be some common ground you know so that common ground that could be just love it could be commitment it could be emotion uh, an emotional attachment whatever it is within you about your husband you need to integrate it within so that either you can accept uh you can accept him completely as he is without expectation which is which would free you completely or when there are expectations then you let him know what the expectations are and you and you leave the expectations alone whatever may happen that frees you also you know so it's the expectation that is where the problem is you know you're not going to have expectation of unknown people people you don't know you don't expect anything from them because you don't know them they're not connected to you at all like look, look at your neighborhood there's so many people you don't know in your neighborhood what do you expect from them you you expect nothing from them other than the fact if you if they come into your driveway or you're driving you expect them to drive drive carefully that's all i mean there there's no you expect them to not to harm you or not not do terrible things just general things like that but there's no other expectation when you are in a relationship with your family members there are all kinds of expectations and there are interdependencies also right so that's where the whole ball game changes those expectations generate a tremendous amount of energy um uh drainage at times uh they can also generate a great deal of funneling of energy and it can lead to conflict so expectation is natural in life but unfulfilled expectation can be looked at with stability and that's freedom to be free from the reaction of unfulfilled expectation is living freedom it doesn't mean you don't have expectation you have freedom 
and I, I and I'm making some notes of this. I, I I can I can I'll send you a clip of it later on if you want because it's a little difficult to remember. Perhaps think of it this way: there is expectations in there are expectations in life. Yes, the problem is not the expectation. The problem is the unfulfillment of the expectation or the partial fulfillment. It's a problem in all three areas. Expectations can be fully fulfilled. They can be partially fulfilled or they can be not fulfilled at all. If they're fully fulfilled, that state of mind is temporary and new expectations come about. If they are partially fulfilled, the person gets frustrated or you know, they, they feel some agitation, some twisting, turning of energy and they try to take actions to try to get to that state of fulfillment. If they're not fulfilled, the same thing is true. So then it creates even more frustration, try to fulfill them or whatever. The solution out of this paradox is to have expectation and whatever the result may be, leave it alone. Be steady inside. Don't get, don't, don't get churned up with, with whatever the result may be. That's the only solution actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's the self-mastery. Self-mastery comes there. Self-mastery occurs when we have expectation, but if it doesn't get fulfilled, or if it's partially fulfilled, we can still try to fulfill it, but without frustration, without agitation, without entanglement, without problems, then you're not draining energy that is usually churned up and drained in expectation. And this is the point. The point is not to drain one's power through expectation. Expectations are, and without expectation, how do you live life? You cannot live life. You have some basic expectations of your husband. Now, one could say, I want to minimize my expectations. Okay, then that's beautiful. And if you don't have any expectations, then, then your husband is no, not any different from any other person and there's just pure love all the way around. This undifferentiated, then you're in a state of undifferentiated love, even though you're staying in a family, you're functionally staying in a family, but you're not at all psychologically with that family, you're with the whole of reality. That's a whole different level of consciousness. You follow. You, you, you still do your duty. Then even even there might be some expectation that comes here and there. If it's fulfilled, unfulfilled, whatever may happen, you know you kind of just go through your through the motions. You, you, you just kind of deal with it, and you just leave it alone. It's a, a, a very simple example of that. Is standing in a line, standing in the line with the grocery, and somebody you know cuts you off, and then they could get upset or whatever, and you kind of say, okay, fine. You go go ahead in front of me. Fine, go ahead. I, I, this is a, inconsequential. Just, it's silly, and you go, go ahead, no problem. But, you know, it doesn't phase you at all. That same kind of mindset happens while you're living in the house with everybody. Then, then you don't consider the few people only as your family. You consider the whole world as your family. Internal. You become an evolved being. You become a superhuman. And so that's a different... I am, I am aware of that. Like Mother Teresa, for example. You know, Mother Teresa is there. People have achieved this thing in other ways also it's not just in terms of like family life and all they've achieved it like in their business they've, they've broken out of their old limitations you know so you still to functionally live in the world with your family with with some expectations with duties and all that 
but emotionally and intellectually and spiritually to be completely above all of those limitations. Is that, is that possible? Yes, and the, the different words are there for this. That is called the Buddha state, an awakened state. Somebody would, might call it Christ consciousness. Uh, you can call it sanctification. There's, just, you know, like, there's people who have evolved into such a, a, a beautiful, uh, um, um, how can we say it? it it's, it it's, it's a state of, of constant growth. There, all of the cyclical stuff has uh, stopped. All the cyclical processes that drain energy stop. Even though you perform the same activity, you still have your parents, you still have your husband, you still do the same activity, but internally the whole transformation has happened. And that's what we're trying to achieve. You know, we're trying to achieve this uh, opening of personal excellence, which is that higher consciousness through this entire process. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't happen with the snap of one's fingers like that. It doesn't happen like that. It, it takes this entire methodological approach to go step by step by step to, to get all these numbers in sync, all these numbers we're, we're creating right now. <clears throat> Once we get to a proper tracking of all of them, and then on a week-by-week -week basis, we see the, the further progression, it'll take you further into that higher state eventually. We don't know how long that'll take. You know, we don't, it's different for each person. Right? I mean, does that make sense to you? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. You s said something before when we were talking about, <coughs> oh, like, something happening and being agitated. Yes. Was it conflict? So agitation. Yes. Yeah, so what? Uh, I wanted to write something, but. So think of it this way. When you are in a situation when there is a conflict, you need to approach that with an enlightened state of mind, with an awakened state of mind, with an integrated state of mind. Don't go into a discussion with anyone about anything with, without that stable state of mind. You know, people get into discussions with others to try to prove them wrong, and they get into personal, the egos get involved, and then you wind up, you know, you want to avoid that. You want to stay on track with the points you're trying to make and keeping a broad view, listening to the other person carefully. And then on that basis, see if there's truth in what the other person is saying. You are working 99% internally in that conversation. The conversation is going on, but the conversation is going on carefully. The other person may be going in 10 different directions. You know, that's up to them. But you're not. That's the self-mastery. So in the present the mastery is where you are able to listen to another person, listen to a situation, deal with a circumstance in a preventive way, in a proactive manner, without losing your internal power. That is always the key. That's the master key that opens all the doors. It's the key that we all need to remember, including me. Just because I'm saying this doesn't mean I've mastered that also. It doesn't mean that we're in this together. You know, this is this, this this is something which I have, over the years, have come upon that this is very applicable and very real. But it's not something which simply can be done just like that. You know, it is, it is a key. If you get hold of that master key, actually, it will open all the doors. It's like a thousand room motel. You know, you can carry a thousand keys and try to open each one. Or you have one key that opens all the doors. It's like that. So, so the one key that opens all the doors 
is to recognize to, that your, your internal power must be kept intact in every situation. <clears throat> Everything, while you're awake, while you're dreaming, while you're sleeping, while you're talking, while you're, while you're walking, <clears throat> while you're talking to your husband, while you're <clears throat> trying, to, trying to even think about something in the past. In every situation, you keep that master key in hand. And that master key, if you keep aware of the fact, keep awareness of the fact that you have that master key all the time and you don't lose awareness of that, every door will open in the present. Because, that, because every act that is taken is taken through energy conservation. It's never taken to waste energy so you don't get entangled with anybody. You don't get entrapped by any situation. You know mindfully how to navigate through any tricky situation. All such things happen. And, and, and you, are, you never sacrifice your happiness. Never, under any circumstances, sacrifice joy. <clears throat> if someone has their issues, difficulties, through compassion and sensitivity, <clears throat> you may try to help them if you can. If you're not able to help them, you wish good for them. <clears throat> That's a help also. You see? But it, you have a choice. You have a choice right now, right here with me, with the two of it. And I have a choice also, same choice. <coughs> Do we try to open all the thousand rooms or 10,000 rooms with 10,000 different keys? Is that what we want to do? And spend the rest of our life doing that? Or do we carry just one key that opens all the doors? <laughs> right? It is the one key that opens all, opens every door in your life. Physical health, mental health, uh, relationships, finance, re regrets about the past, good things about the past, children, grandchildren, family relationships. Everything gets synced within when you are reflectively able to look at it all and interact with the people in your life without wasting internal power. That's what it all comes down to. It's the one thing that has everything. And this is where, if, if we realize how the mind is using the, this energy, then we realize, wait a minute, do I want to use this energy this way? Now, I gave you an example. You know, I had some experiences in my life with gambling for a couple of years. It's a long story, and I'll, come, I'll write a book about it and all that. It's an energy phenomenon. It's it's an example. So someone takes a hundred dollars and says, "Okay, put the hundred dollars slot machine." I mean, I've never played slide. I used to play roulette, you know, the the game, and then that was something that was very predominant in my mind for for some years. I even wrote a book on it and stuff like that. But the fact is, what I realized over time is that I'm just really just burning up my energy by doing that. You know, I'm not doing gaining anything out of it actually. Even though if I win money, I'm burning energy. If I lose money, burn energy. You get you get caught up in the win-loss cycle, and then you're just trapped in that cycle. And your mind gets funneled inside that that cycle, but it just keeps repeating, and energy keeps going round and round and round in that cycle, right? This is the fact. And I realized that that was happening, and then it's I'm I think I'm completely out of it at this point. But nonetheless, nonetheless. There are other such cycles in life. People get into a cycle with food like that. You know, they start eating unhealthy, high carb, high fat foods, and then the more they eat, the more weight they gain, the more, and then the more weight they gain, less energy they have, then they want to keep eating more, 
just for the stimulation. Then the emotions get, get into it becomes a whole ball of confusion, and the whole system gets impa- imbalanced. Why does it happen? It, ha- it, it, it happens because there isn't attention placed in, into the way that food should be digested inside the stomach after it's eaten. How much food do we need, and how can we extract the maximum energy from it? As opposed to overfilling ourselves, and and you and and it just gets stored. You're not you're not op- you're even using that energy, which makes the body unhealthy, right? See, it's an energy problem. The whole thing is this. It's the it's the one key that opens all the doors. Sounds good. So see if you can do this this week. See if you can keep attention on that master key. Just literally visualize a master key, like a physical key. Visualize that and say, how am I using that key? What is that key? It's my power. It's the, if you believe in God, which I think you do, you can say, it is God's power. He has given it to me. It's with me. How am I going to use it? If you look at the whole Bible, it's really about this. In it, in, without getting into the theology of it, it talks about energy all the way through. Love thy Lord with all thy heart. That's energy. You know, having faith, that's energy. Trying to do the will of the Lord, that's energy. You see this thing. You cannot do anything unless there's energy. You cannot even study the Bible. You cannot listen to any scriptures. You cannot meditate or contemplate. You do nothing without energy. You can't even have a conflict with somebody without energy. You know, you can't even earn money without, without energy. And money itself is energy. You cannot gamble without energy, and you cannot stop gambling without energy. You cannot steal without energy, you cannot stop stealing. Everything happens only because of the one energy. The question is, do we use it to open all the doors, or do we use that master key to close the doors that are open? We can also use the key to close the doors. (laughs) It's the other... (laughs) Mr. Debbie, you never know what you're going to hear from me when you get in touch. That's for sure. I also don't know. It just it just goes you know naturally. That's <laughs> but this is a very interesting thing, you know, to think of a, of a key, the keys with us. But do we know how to open all the doors for our benefit? And and many times we use that same key to close so many doors that may be open. Sounds good. So this week, keep attention just on this one thing. Even if you don't remember anything else, visualize a key, and that key is your internal power, which is God's power. What is the way to open the doors using this key? You keep keep attention on that. You will automatically gain the intelligence of what to do, how to proceed. What to, how, you'll know it from inside. Plus, you can of course use the meditation techniques, do the prayers, whatever else you're doing is all okay. Those are all ways of harnessing that power. But if you sit and ask yourself, how am I using my power in the present right now? What is the best use of my power now? The answer comes right in front of you. It comes from within you, actually. See, this is just my interpretation. In the Bible, it says the kingdom of heaven is within you. You see, that the key to opening that kingdom is energy. And that is faith in God, faith in Jesus, and all, the, all those things that Christianity talks about. It doesn't happen unless you take your energy and place it in that direction. Then that, then that kingdom of heaven is within you. Now it, it opens. It, that, that heavenly state opens up from within. Right? That's the idea. So that's what we want. That's just a religious way of putting it. That's a religious way of putting it. Yeah. Sounds good? Sounds good. 
Okay, so when I see you next time, you'll have a nice big key, you know, in, in front of you, like a, like a... <laughs> well, I threw one on my paper. <laughs> I'll have to get a necklace with a key. With a key. I have one. There you go. That's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a good analogy to keep in mind, right? Okay. It's a very good analogy. Okay, so I will see you next week, Monday. And uh, thank you very much for, for doing all this, this program with me. It's a real blessing for me. And we I have... I'm due to send a check. So. Yeah, sure, you can, you can send that. That's, that's fine. That's no problem at all. It, yeah, and, and also the thing is, Angel Wing is really going to take off. You know, I'm working with Dr. Yeah. Chetna. We're developing a whole structure for it. We have a meeting with the lawyer this Wednesday. And once he gives the approval, you know, for the new organization, uh, we are going to launch it formally. There's going to be a lot of different components. It's going to be really awesome. It's, you're going to really love it, you know. So, and, I, and I'll be involved in that also. I'll be creating what's called the Quantum Transformation Program, which will connect with this EPE program that I have. But that's going to be done in groups about transfer, tra transformation for people who've gone through difficulties. They're welcome to come. Anybody can join the sessions, but it's specifically for people who've gone through any kind of difficulty in their life. You know, how to come out of it, actually, to tr and, and, and tr transform out of it and not be stuck in cycles. Uh, so that's what that is going to be about. So look forward to all that. You'll be getting all that information within the next week, probably. So. Sounds good. All right. So thank you very much. I'll see you next week then. Okay. All right. <laughs> take care. Take, good job. Okay. Take care. You're doing good. Hang in there. You're making progress, just step by step. You know. But, but remember one thing: rapid progression can happen if you use that master key in every situation. That's the difference. If you if you have you still have all those other keys. If you want to just open one door at a time, that's okay. But that one master key can open all the doors. So, <laughs> all right. Take care. See you next right. time. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> Take care. Thank you.